Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson, and I am coming to you live from the beautiful My Basement. <laughs> yes, like you, dear listener, we are under the stay-at-home order, uh, so we are not in the beautiful Spurgeon Library studio. Um, as of this date, it's it's um, mid-April as, as we record this. Um, and we're under another month. They just renewed another month for stay-at-home order for us. So I'm in my basement. I'm here, though, with Ronnie Kurtz, uh, who is not here. He's at an undisclosed location. I see I see wood paneling behind him. Ronnie Kurtz is the assistant director of marketing for Midwestern and managing editor of For the Church. Ronnie, where where are you? You look like you're in you know, Abraham Lincoln's home or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wish. Uh, no, my, my wife and I decided during our quarantine to, to get a little log cabin uh, down in southern Missouri. So we uh, still kind of working from home like everyone else in the world, but we thought we'd change the scenery from our downtown KC normal location. So, Yeah. So so this wasn't you were there and then the stay-at-home order went into effect and you decided to stay there. But you decided, hey, let's let's go on vacation. And you went to Branson. <laughs> So you can't yeah. see any shows. You can't, That's right. you know, there's yeah. no mini golf or golf carts or, uh, or right. go carts. Uh, turns out no, Branson is very cheap when no one's here. So I should actually think about that. If yeah. I, I mean, if you're go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're, you're an introvert. You would like, you'd really like this. The, I mean, you know, there's, you how have. do you get stuff? Do they deliver? Do you, do you, are there stores open? Yeah. There's actually this really little, uh, like corner store, they call themselves like a junction store and they have yeah. like milk and cereal and a couple of like, you know, they do some meat there and that's basically all we've had. So I've been riding in the evenings, working like normal during the day and uh, spending some time in the, the jacuzzi in the woods. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> you're, this is not, this is like, this isn't coronavirus for you. This is Corona victory, man. You, you are... <laughs> You, you have learned the art of the pandemic. Hey, you gotta, we all you need to take. I'm, you, yeah. You, the listeners can't see this, but I, but I'm bowing at the <laughs> at, at the greatness. Um, it is, yeah. So I'm in awe, and I and I'm impressed, and I'm uh, I'm happy for you. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, people can't see, you know, can't see us. Um, I in my basement office, which I have used more in the last four weeks than I have used in the last four years. And I'm coming to enjoy this little hidey hole. I've got a lot of books in here, but unlike everyone else with their zoom calls, my books are not behind me. They're all, in, they're all in front. So what people see behind me is, and I don't know if you can see it is my, I have a, a Tom Brady shrine. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. So, so if you're new to the, the podcast or, or, you probably don't know that I'm a pretty big fan of Tom Brady, and I have this. I, I it, really, it's a it's a monument to his greatness. What it is in the <laughs> corner behind me, and so everyone I do a Zoom call with just sees, they especially see the puppet. I have a Tom Brady puppet. <laughs> That's the, my brother gave me for uh, my birthday one year. So I've got that. I got a signed mini helmet, and uh, this is all just riveting radio. Wow. Hey, this is a very special episode we wanted to drop. We're kind of out of our regular podcast order um, because today, um, the day of publication for this podcast is a very special day. It's the fifth anniversary, the fifth birthday. I, I don't know. It's an anniversary birthday. It's the fifth birthday of For the Church, the For the Church website, ftc.co. 
celebrates five years. We launched five years ago um, on April uh, 22nd. Is that correct? Okay, right. April, yep. April 22nd. You, <laughs> we do a lot of show prep for these things. Uh, <laughs> April 22nd. Brother, Roddy, I'm so glad you're, you know, you're managing uh, the, the site these days. And uh, I just thought maybe, you know, we could talk about some reflections over the last five years and some things that we've uh, enjoyed, some things that we've seen, some things that we've learned. Um, you know, how are you, yeah. how are you feeling about, you know, five years into FTC? Yeah, Jared. Well, uh, it's, it seems quick. Um, you know, I obviously wasn't <laughs> yeah. the, the managing editor the whole time. Uh, you, you had four of these five years and I've, I've been in the seat for about a year now. And so, I mean, I really, I got the easy job, Jared, to be honest. You, you built, <laughs> <No> you, <don't. laughs> you built an amazing machine and handed it off to me and I got to keep it, you know, just try to keep it afloat is basically what's going on. And so brother, I know, I mean, that we'll talk about a lot of people on this episode, I'm sure, but I do want to express uh, serious gratitude to you, my friend, because there was a lot of work. Uh, people don't quite realize how much work goes into being a managing editor and trying to get something like that started and, and kind of off the ground and the amount of pieces you have to read, the amount of contacts you're going through. It is, it is pretty outstanding. Yeah. Well, and so I, I I'm very pleased it. with. Yeah. You, you, you've taken it next level for sure, Ronnie. Um, and taking it places that I could not have, have done. Um, but it is, I think anyone, you know, I remember talking to, uh, Colin Hansen, you know, from TGC. We were in, uh, Virginia, um, for a, a, a video shoot for a Bible study that I was doing for a good book company in TGC. And, uh, he was there and I was telling him because we were in the planning stages, right? It hadn't launched yet. And I had just been hired at Midwestern. And so we were kind of, you know, building the dream of, of the For the Church site. And, um, you know, just trying to, you know, talk to him about, you know, some tips and, you know, any advice that he would have. And, um, and, and, and it was, you know, interesting, I think, <laughs> because even for him to tell me it's a lot more work than you think it's going to be. Um, I, I you know, I was thinking, oh, it can't be that, it can't be that big a deal, you know, but, but there's a reason why, you know, TGC has like 30 editors or, or whatever it is. They have a stable of editors and, um, you know, we're still, Working with, uh, you know, one managing editor and a couple of assistants and, uh, but yeah. a lot of great writers. And so I think, you know, we've, we've made a lot out of, out of a little from the beginning for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I would actually, one of the things I was hoping on this, you know, fifth, fifth anniversary, fifth birthday, me and my wife literally had this conversation. I said, do I call it a birthday or an anniversary? <laughs> That's so right. We'll just, use, we'll just use both throughout the episode. Uh, this fifth anniversary birthday thing, uh, is I would just love to kind of hear from you just, what was it like in the very beginning? Uh, I had the, the privilege of writing early uh, for FTC, but I wasn't on staff for FTC early. So I'd just love to hear from you, you know, being there from the very beginning, kind of give readers or listeners an insight into that. Yeah, you know, so, you know, the the origin of me kind of being involved in the site began with just the interview process for for leaving my pastorate and coming to work at Midwestern. And originally the in invitation was director of communications and part of that is going to be launching this new resource that that we want to provide um that kind of you know was the extension the the, the publishing extension of Jason oh. Allen you know uh, uh Jason Allen's original vision for the reboot or the you know the replanting of the seminary essentially 
you know, his his vision was that seminary education ought to be remarried to the uh, um, the heart of the local church. That that you know, we're training pastor theologians, we're training leaders for the church. So whatever your specialty, whatever your d- degree program, whatever your field of interest, ultimately, what we what mid Midwestern is is seeking to do is train people who love the church to train churchmen and churchwomen. And that really resonated with me. But the idea of being the director of communications did not. <laughs> so I can I can see my I can see my lane and, and I wanted to run in my lane. But it seemed like the director of communications job is basically here's the here's the super highway and we need you to run in six lanes. And so I just with trepidation kind of engaged in the conversation. And um, fortunately for me, we had a great director of communications that was hired before I even transferred. And so I remember the day Charles Smith, who's, um, you know, vice president for institutional relations, uh, he called me and said, Hey, look, the job's still yours if you want it. Um, but we're talking with this fellow, uh, at a sister seminary, want to bring him over and he would be the director of communications, run the office, manage the team. And you would kind of plug into, um, the website and writing, editing, that sort of thing. And man, it was like, I was already in, but the, the job just got a hundred times better. And yeah. so from then on, it just became, okay, how do we plan for what this site is? And in the beginning, there was even a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say confusion, but, um, there was a lack of clarity on what it was going to be. Hmm. So, um, Charles and the team brought in myself, uh, you know, who was being hired full time and a, uh, you know, a couple of voices to consult, namely Matt Perman, who, um, I think now is at King's College, um, at, at the time. Um, so, you know, so he's the author of, um, What's Best Next and some other books on productivity and leadership. But he was really instrumental in the, the relaunch or the redesign of the Desiring God website a few years ago, as well as Matt Hirama at, at the Mir Agency. And between Charles, uh, Dave Wright, who is the director of communications, was hired as a director of communications and, and still is, and myself and the two Matts, Matt Perman and Matt Hirama, we began to kind of flesh out what it was going to be. And the original idea was that it was um, kind of a, a resource on the Midwestern website, uh, kind of a, a, you know, a Midwestern resources sort of thing. And I think even that title was even thrown out, Midwestern resources to maintain kind of the, you know, the brand recognition of, of Midwestern. And, you know, I didn't really favor that idea. And I remember kind of having conversations internally and uh, and Perman had my back. I was glad because I think <laughs> I think once Perman agreed with me, then it carried some weight. When I when, when I was pushing back, it wasn't necessarily <laughs> it wasn't going anywhere. But I just said, you know, that's great. We can do that. But then it just it just looks like a faculty blog, you know, kind of thing, or it gets lost. It really needs, you know, while maintaining a direct tie to Midwestern Seminary, it needs kind of its own identity. It should be its own website with its own URL and and kind of its own look and feel. And once we all kind of were on board with that, man, the wheels just started turning. We were able to design with uh, with Matt Hirama and, and and the Mir Agency. We were able to kind of give a vision for what we wanted it to look like, what we wanted it to do. I remember talking about the carousel at the top, which is largely unchanged even today. You um, where you have the big feature and then the little features next to it, and they just you know rotate. I remember describing wanting that to Matt and and the thing that they came up with was just great. 
um, the functionality of, of the site. So that's kind of how it began just in terms of, you know, it began as the idea of kind of a resource site on the Midwestern webpage or the Midwestern website and, and morphed into what we have today, which I think is a, a great resource with hundreds, hundreds of articles and videos now. Uh, perhaps thousands. I'm not sure. Over oh over yeah, five years. yeah. I mean, when I, I was just I, I didn't do the exact math, but I was just kind of writing down even before this podcast. I'm I'm working on a piece. Want to publish a piece on Wednesday as well when this episode drops. Just kind of you know thanking readers and stuff. And and and, and over the past five years, we've had millions and millions of readers, thousands and thousands of articles, hundreds of videos, and it's almost it could it could possibly be at thousands of. So we've made a lot of lot yeah. of those videos. Uh, we're almost a hundred pod, podcast episodes in the imprint with Moody. I mean, did, did you ever imagine that would be this big? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, glad. <laughs> well, some of the things I, you know, I kind of had an eye on from the beginning, especially publishing. So having the, you know, having a For the Church imprint with Moody Publishers and listeners, if you're not familiar with what that is, essentially, um, we have an agreement, um, an arrangement with Moody Press who, you know, identifies certain books in their editorial process that might match or complement kind of the vision for For the Church uh, to put out resources that are uh, pastoral, practical or devotional. Um, Then they talk with our editorial team. Um, to see if it would be a good thing to kind of put the for the church, you know, stamp of approval on. So it's kind of like back in the day, you could, you know, buy a certain product and it would have the good housekeeping seal of approval on it, right? And that you know communicated something. So if you were a good housekeeping mom or 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 you know housewife, you would think, oh, this product's got the good housekeeping seal of approval. So for us, um, you know, collaborating with Moody Publishers and putting the for the church imprint on 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 books. Is our way of saying this author uh, resonates with us. We think it will resonate with readers and and listeners to For the Church, and so we commend them to you. Um, you know, in my mind, I had seen you know kind of venturing into even some small publishing ourselves, and and we've done a few of those things. We've done some eBooks, mm-hmm. uh, some some collaborations, um, things on church planting. We've done one on preaching, um, and some other things like that. But being able to to match up with the historic and, and, um, you know, influential Moody publishers was really something that, uh, you know, that I couldn't foresee specifically, but, you know, publishing was something that I thought would be great to get into the podcast. I did not see coming mainly because I've just been a late adopter to a lot of these things. So when the idea for the podcast came along and the growth of the podcast is, is, um, you know, been really surprising to me as well. We have a, a, a global reach, which I learned last year when I was in Australia um, speaking at a conference and I had a guy come up to me and he goes, man, I listened to the For the Church podcast. It's just so helpful. And I thought, man, there's people on the other side of the world listening to this thing. <laughs> and I don't know why that should surprise me. And it's um, just you talking in your basement. <laughs> it's just me in my basement with my Tom Brady shrine, you know? <laughs> what about, I mean, when you came on, Ronnie, to kind of take the helm of the, of the you know, the editorial process, what have you seen kind of uh, from what it was to even a year later? I think we've seen um, some really significant strides. What have you noticed? That maybe just in terms of, um, you know, those who write for the site or even kind of the article reach. Yeah. One of the things that I had to learn quickly taking over about a year ago 
was uh, I just wasn't familiar with some of the consistent contributors, you know, so I had to get to know them on a personal level. Reading their work is, you know, I feel like I know them way better than they know me. I'm just the guy they send stuff to who says yes or no. But I know like their deepest insecurities and their fears and what stirs their affections for Jesus because I'm I'm living and breathing in their writing, you know. And so um, so that was a big just figuring out who is who, you know, that, that was that was a big um, hurdle to get over. And then one of the things that I wanted to do about a year ago was kind of clear up some of the messaging in terms of, um, you know, how we broadcast the site. The content has always been stellar, uh, you know, gospel-centered, uh, pastoral, practical, devotional, and AIM. And I just want to kind of clear up some of the channels, you know, in terms of like social media use and kind of the, the more the more marketing aspect, you know, I'm the assistant director of marketing in the Western. So that was kind of natural to me. So we did some of that. We did a little bit of touch up on the branding. Uh, which was kind of fun, but more importantly, just uh, kind of getting into those relationships with the contributors was was super fun, super helpful, and just kind of determining, okay, I'm I'm kind of at the helm of this thing now. What direction do we want to go? And over the past year, and 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 continuing into the future, people t- people ask me all the time now that I'm the managing editor, what what do you want us to write on? You know, I want to submit articles to you. What do you want me to write on? And I tell them two things, and this might change in a bit, but right now the two things I tell them is this. One, write on whatever you're passionate about, because if you're passionate about it, it's going to be a better piece, uh, regardless of what the topic is. And two, one of the things that I want FTC to be, um, I want FTC to feel different in terms of tone. And you built a lot of this, and I wanted to continue it going. I, so I've been telling people you know, into the future, and this is ongoing, if you're listening and you're thinking you want to contribute a piece, you're about to hear one of the things that I want to focus on for the next year. I basically want to publish many pieces that run countercultural to whatever social media builds within us. So I want pieces that focus on things like um, patience and gentleness and kindness and even things like focus, you know, focusing for the glory of God and uh, being self-controlled and disciplined for the glory of God and the good of others. Um, so that, that's kind of one of the, the things that we've been seeing over the past year. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, from the beginning, that kind of, you know, the heart of the gospel was was really the beating heart for me and in, in, in the site as well. And, and what really intrigued me, because when we were design, you know, designing or kind of, you know, dreaming the vision for the thing, um, we knew what, you know, the aspects of the big sites that were out there, the resource sites, the the, you know, the sites that curate, you know, content, um, we knew what parts of them we wanted to emulate, but we also knew what parts we didn't want to, and we didn't want to try to replicate, a, you know, Desiring God or, you know, Gospel Coalition or, 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 or anything like that. What I thought, you know, was kind of a niche that we could carve out was exactly what you were just saying was, was basically more of a devotional tone. Um, we're not going to hit every hot potato, hot topic issue. Um, you know, we're not going to specialize in hot takes. We're not going to do clickbait. Um, you know, we've done our best to kind of create and craft appealing titles and, and, and things that might intrigue people. Um, and maybe some things slip through the cracks and just into, you know, in terms of, you know, titles that, you know, we, you know, were, um, not the best, but I think by and large, we've really succeeded in that and kind of crafting a tone that's different. So you're not going to come and find people angrily writing on, you know, the latest outrage of the day at our site. But you're also probably not going to come and find, okay, how to think through the Supreme Court decision on such and such. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we've determined that's not our identity. That's not what we want to be about. We're going to let other sites that do that well do that. 
and we're just going to focus on how do we apply the gospel, you know, how do we apply the gospel to the hearts of our readers? And so we identify who are our readers and it's primarily pastors and ministry leaders and ministry leaders, you know, encompasses, you know, the, the, the you know, the lady teaching children Sunday school, um, you know, to the guy leading the community group and, and so on and so forth. Um, and those leading, you know, you know, discipleship moms and dads in their homes and, and all of that sort of thing. And so once you identify your audience, then you can be more specific about applying the gospel to, uh, to them. But that was really the original, um, kind of feel, the original yeah. tone. And, right. and what I love is, you know, what you mentioned as well is, is the, you know, kind of the meat and potatoes writer that we have is not the, the, um, the man or woman with the, with the huge platform, right? I mean, we launched with, um, you know, articles from Matt Chandler and Elise Fitzpatrick and, uh, you know, Darren Patrick and, and, and others like that. And we still feature, you know, big platform folks. Um, but really the, you know, the kind of, um, you know, steady stream, the, you know, the heartbeat of the site are, you know, writers like Andrea Burke and David McLemore and, and, you know, Tim Counts and, you know, you know, just faithful folks who are serving in ministry. Uh, serving their homes well. They don't have big book deals. They don't have, you know, big preaching platforms. Um, but those are the ones that we want to platform um, because they've got wisdom and experience for the rest of us to see. So I've been super proud of that, actually, just the site being able to provide a platform for under-platformed writers. Oh, that's exactly right. <clears throat> and that was something I wanted to continue perpetuating when I took over. Um, and those were the exact names, you know, Chris Thomas is in that list as well. Uh, and a number of other writers. But uh, now I'm getting to the point, it's so funny that other people don't think of those names as, you know, major writers, because when I see those names hit my inbox, I legitimately get excited. You know, right. I, I'm, I'm antsy to read their pieces. They're, they're just so consistently drenched in, in the gospel and riddled with wisdom. And one of my favorite things, you know, this is the, the, the blessing and the curse, as you know, of any managing editor is we read, a lot. Let's just be honest. We read a lot of bad pieces. You know, to get <laughs> right. to get to the good pieces, you've got to work your way through a lot of bad pieces. And um, but man, when you when you find that article, you know, and you're 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 reading it, my mind starts going places of like, man, I know this is going to bless these people. I know it's going to you know have impact in these ways. And a lot of those those pieces that I get that kind of animator that excited about come from what we would consider unplatformed writers. And I just, that, that really has been the devotional feel, the devotional heart, the gospel heart, and the, the seeking to give a voice to un, unplatformed writers is probably my favorite, you know, one, two punch of FTC. Yeah. Brother, as you look forward, what are your hopes? Maybe you can even share some of the plans that you might have, but what do you hope for the site? And uh, the you know the resource kind of collection in general, podcasts and everything else, kind of looking forward. What are your hopes yeah. for the thing? Yeah, well, I feel like moving forward. Thanks for asking this. Um, I think we just have a lot of momentum right now, and that, that excites me. I think we can go a lot of ways. One of the things that uh, myself, Dave Wright, and Charles have been kind of dreaming and scheming in the background, and Jared, you've been on some of these conversations as well, is how do we continue to develop relationship with the authors? Um, there's even talks of, of networks of authors being, being, um, discussed and planned. And, um, we're, we're, it looks like we might move into some maturity in terms of uh, acquisitions, which is good. 
Uh, I might be getting some help there in terms of acquisitions. Another thing I'm excited about moving into the future that I hope readers and listeners will, will get excited about is I want to start creating a bit more, focusing some of my time on creating content that's a little more evergreen. Often what happens with devotional pieces is they're, they're good, they're live for a week or two weeks, and then they kind of you know start to get into the back stream. But yeah. one of the things we plan to do, even I'm kind of this is kind of an announcement in sorts, but we're still a ways off, is we want to make for the church preaching guides, for example, where it's going to be hopefully a very, very practical, very helpful guide to every book of the Bible. And I'm recruiting authors right now to work on, you know, a preaching guide for the book of Colossians and a preaching guide for the book of Isaiah. And that'll include, um, you know, key themes. You need to watch out for these themes when you're planning a sermon series. It'll include these are the problem passages. You need to do extra hermeneutical work on these passages. It'll include commentary recommendations. It'll include um, possible homiletic outlines. Here are three or four ways to other churches preach to this book. So stuff like that is really fun. And then again, just kind of working on uh, developing that tone and that posture. I think that the, the world is becoming more and more me versus you, us versus them, uh, hot take driven, anger driven. And I think as the world progresses that direction, the tone and the pastoral heart and devotional feel of FTC will shine all the more. And, and, and so I'm, I'm very excited to continue pressing into that vision. Very cool. Well, brother, that's great. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what we've been able to build um, together, what Midwestern has really empowered us to kind of um, pursue through the For the Church resources. Listener, if you're fairly new, I, I would encourage you uh, to, to check out the site, um, you know, dig through those archives. We, you know, we've got things categorized, of course, by topic and, and all that sort of thing. You can search by author and, and browse by all you know, sorts of uh, categories. Uh, but there's just a deep resource there, a deep well of, um, you know, um, articles and videos that can help you. If you're new to the podcast, too, I think it might be worth pointing out, um, you know, some of our earliest episodes were some of my favorites as well. We've got, you know, Matt Chandler and Matt Boswell and Jonathan Lehman and Costi Hinn. We've got some great conversations just waiting for you in, in, in the podcast archive. Uh, but we thank you for listening to the podcast. We thank you for uh, patronizing for the church dot co at ftc.co um and and helping us um serve you helping us serve the church um, all for the glory of god and um we thank you for listening to this episode of the very special uh for the church anniversary podcast until next time may jesus be big in your church you've been listening to the for the church podcast hosted by jared wilson found online at ftc.co This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.